Welcome to Jurassic Park. We're joined today by Mr. Nigel Baker, the Agile Bear. I'm not the Agile Bear, I just work for Agile Bear. Hello! <laughs> you so good last time. We brought him back, brought him back. by popular demand. Well, it's too big a gap, I think, but there you go. Cheers, beggars, Nigel. Beggars can't be choosers. Cheers, Jeff. Cheers, Cheers Paul. Paul. We're back at the Knights Templar. Um, one of our, it's, it feels like a spiritual home for us. We need to be careful, really. If, we keep, if, we, if we're at the same place too often, we're going to get tracked down. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, in a second, Paul's going to tell you the drinks he's bought, but the one he's bought me is basically warm urine. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's oh, not it's Nigel, awful. I'm sure it's the awful. manufacturer wouldn't it's appreciate awful. you saying that. It's awful. Taste it, Paul. Nigel and I are drinking a pint of, uh, two pints of Two Trees Farmhouse Perry, which is a, uh, it's a pale fruity perry that has a subtle aroma of pears and a hint of honey on the palate. And it was also, um, that won the gold award at the Camera National Cider and Perry Championships in two, uh, 2015. So it's an award-winning cider. Award-winning cider, I hate to see what the other competitors were. And Jeff, what are you drinking, Jeff? You said it was Star? Yes, star. Falling Star. Falling Star, yeah. Quite a Falling Star. Which is not a cider, it's an ale. It's very nice. Very nice. Refreshing. You should have gone for that night. I should have gone for that, really. This is really awful. This is nice. It's you like it, do you? Room temperature, kind of. Room temperature. Maybe. It's lukewarm. <laughs> Maybe this is Paul's way of trying to encourage you to buy a round. <laughs> well, I will very much be buying the next round, definitely. He's a sneaky one, Mr. Miller. Yes, we are back at the Knights Templar in Bristol. Um, and uh, should we get started? Yeah. Yeah, you guys have seen each other recently, haven't you? I, I missed out on that. Yeah, so just agile Kumru. Yes, Nigel and I uh, recently attended the um, conference in Cardiff. How I you can't say it, it properly. Kumri. Kumri. Agile Kumri, which is the second um, conference, agile conference in Cardiff. Yeah, well, lots of good very, tweets coming out of it. Yes, it was quite tweet heavy. Mm. We did the full two days, didn't we, Nigel? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Lots of uh, familiar faces there, which is always nice to see at these things. I think it was about the same number of people from what I spoke to the organisers, yeah. and they said they've got about the same number of people last year, which yeah. is good as well. Yeah. So, How many? 150. I don't know the exact numbers. Something around there. It felt like 150 ish yeah. around there. Had a we had a royal visit, didn't we? Oh, we yes, there? yes. I don't, uh, Camilla, <laughs> her royal duchessness of Cornwall, Cornwall. Camilla. Um, she turned up. She turned up just before my session was going to start. Open space. Um, thus deleting uh, a large portion of my audience for a bit of my session because they couldn't actually get in the room. You were competing with the royal visitor. I was competing with the royal visitor. Um, uh, but it was unannounced, wasn't it? I think she just turned up. There was. Well, no. I bumped into like fifty policemen in a room earlier that day, so I should have been suspicious. They were all having sandwiches. Yeah, it was at the. Losing uh, hard. Maybe she saw the thunderclap. Yeah, it's true. Maybe that. Maybe it got that far. But no. Um, that aside, it was. It was good. There was some good content. I think. I, from my point of view, I think the keynotes. I always love to see different styles of keynotes. Mm -hmm. And that's something James, who's the organiser, brings that in abundance. There was two, two days, two different keynotes, and both were from outside the industry. And that just, for me, that helps me think about the whole thing a whole lot differently. What was the message of those keynotes? So the first one was around narratives. Stories. About storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. And, how and how dominant narratives tend to um, come through. So 
if things have always been done that way, that's yeah. the story that you'll tell. If, yeah. you, if your life has always been shaped in that way, that's the story that you'll, you'll tell. Driven by sport, uh, conversation on sport, uh, the presenter, uh, she used to be an ex-golfer yeah, professional and a professional sportsman, and how they have these dominant narratives that can actually corrupt their lives, yeah. especially when they retire. If that's all you've been, yeah. and that narrative changes, Find how can you? What you do, right? yeah. Who you are. I, I think what touched me on that was seeing just a couple of days ago photos of Gaza, Paul Gascoigne, yeah, the footballer. Yeah. You know, and horrible to see him in the state he's in. He's 49. He's devastatingly alcoholic. He, he's in pieces. And I think very much, you know, once football ended for him, it was the end. You know, very much struggled with that, I think. And so seeing that all connected together was an interesting but rather sad story for me. But it's, it's, again, that rings true with a lot of the, the organisational stuff that we get involved with in terms of there's a dominant narrative within most organisations that this is the way we've always done things. And it's very hard to see that there's a different way to do things in our organisations. Mm. So. Um, just as an aside on Gaza, he's, he's, he, he lives near... A place where I stay quite a bit, and um, if you see him it's outside important. of the yeah outside Sunday. of the public arena, so yeah. when he's on TV, incredibly yeah. nervous, makes his yeah. alcoholism look worse. He's on stage, he's yeah. under pressure, he doesn't handle nerves very well. But I saw him in a pet shop, or no, is it a pet shop? A pet shop or a bike shop? One of the one of the two, yeah. and. Uh, Someone needed some help, needed some help himself, and he was just amazingly polite and coherent. And yeah. Yeah. Just when he's on his own, I think he's a lot How long ago was that? That was about a year ago. Because like, yeah, the photos that came out the other day are pretty... He's like in a naked... He's in a bathrobe a, getting yeah. in a taxi, mm. and the bathrobe flies open, he's naked, mm. going to the pub, going to get cigarettes and gin and painkillers. So it's kind of... Um, but you can see how that, how the dominant narratives in his life have. Well, there's probably just no support for anything. You know, the support isn't there for when you wander off that path, isn't it? Yeah. In terms of being a professional footballer. Yeah. He was a hero of mine. He it's, was. Uh, yes, still is. I met him when I was eight. Uh, and you're now going to tell the rest of that no. story <laughs> because <laughs> really? I just went to went to a Spurs thing. I was a member of Spurs when I met him in Lineker. Oh, fantastic. Mm. He'd, um, he'd forgotten his football boots for a training session. He had to go and borrow someone's football boots. He came out onto the pitch and realised he wasn't wearing any boots. <laughs> so he, how many years ago was that then? You were eight and you're six, 16 now. A long now. time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did they Over play? 20 years ago. 91, 92? He left Spurs after the year in 1990. Went to Italy. Didn't he? No, the FA Cup final was 91. <laughs> So it would have probably been 88, 89, I think. Yeah. It has been 89, wouldn't it? Because was Lineker at Spurs in 88? Was he to the Everton or Barcelona? Barcelona, probably. This is not agile, sorry. Paul, delete this in a minute. But the other speaker was one of the QI elves. Yeah, he was very interesting. Okay. Okay. Been a police officer for like a billion years. Stephen Colvin. Very interesting. Okay, yeah. Talk about his, his, I'm not sure, alternative approach to policing, but a different approach to policing. And I found that very applicable to what we do. It was basically about preventing bugs rather than fixing bugs. Yeah. He didn't mention the software at all, because he's a policeman. But it was very much Zero tolerance, broken window type thing. Is that, is that it? No? no. It was more just removing... Well, actually, a, a, nudging. I could, nudging. But there, there's, you're right, actually. I, I apologise. I take it back. There's an element of that there. The element is, um, by creating conditions of prevention, yeah. you stop opportunistic crime. So it's not a case of just catching criminals. Change it's the environment. Change the environment, change the community. You can actually change the, the need the to opportunities, catch criminals. Yeah. Well, that something that people care about. 
a sense of social responsibility yeah, yeah accountability yeah, yeah, that? yeah bits okay. of those just so about like even like litter making litter bins more attractive to put litter into yeah. mm. kids walk around the park picking up litter there's some stuff you know about um, organisational design you know just um, having trouble with kids fighting on football pitches mm. just rearranging the football pitches yeah so certain kids get to certain pitches without passing older kids and the older kids have their own pitch. Yeah. Just generally, a bit of the, the, the clashes were caused by the, the structure of the environment, not necessarily caused by bad kids. No. You know, so that was quite interesting as well. You see all that in organisations again and again. There was lots of cross applicability. Of course, I don't think he knew of those cross applications. Well, so he did his job, isn't yeah, he? Did, but we could see them and bring them out yeah, in our own minds. Absolutely, that's a, that's, that's a good thing. You know, yeah. forcing their yeah. opinions. Like, yeah. Give this a different insight and let people pull their own ideas from it. He, he wrote a book about it, which I may buy. I think it's out now, is it? Or? Yeah, we should. We should called? Why, did the, why did the policeman cross the road? Why did the policeman cross the road? Yeah, Stephen yeah, so, Colbert, very interesting so, guy. Nice title. Yeah, nice So, if the book is half as good as the presentation, that just be a good book to buy. But it's just for me. It's just, it's just help. You know, like I say, changes the way you think about what you, what we look at on a day to day by day basis. Can we think of any? Oh, enjoy the side of nudge. Can we think of any? Um, talk about nudging about this idea of changing environments subtly without people noticing. Can you think? Of, is there any instances or examples of that that we more agile examples that we've come across? people changing their environments without people realising they're changing? I saw some people with a room issue had their sprint backlog spanning a door and the door was the in-progress column. Right, okay. So I, I don't know if it was intentional or deliberate, but it was a very interesting idea. People didn't want to put things on the door. So it seemed to encourage either being on one okay. side of the door or the other side of the door. Yeah. They didn't want stuff actually stuck on the door being open and closed all the time. Well, that was quite, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's deliberate or not, but I thought, oh, that could be a clever way of approaching a backlog. Yeah. It's just things like trying to get people to update backlogs of what burned out before they go home or things like that. Just trying to think of any examples that we, we've tried or seen recently. If not, I'll let it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that one I said there, but I don't have other ones. Um, just the little things like making it a bit more sociable. I mean, we've, yeah. we've known quite a few people who have their daily scrum at the end of the day and they'll have it in the pub just before everybody goes home or in the, ca- the canteen yeah. over a coffee or something and then, yeah, that's, that's just, just yeah. A few of those types of things came out in the presentation I did. I did a lot of audience interaction, yeah. like ways of making things more fun. A lot of them were like nudges, yeah. things like themed retros. Yeah. You know, I had to give a bit of a, a, bit of a, a nudge, um, things like doing... Uh, retrospectives outside, yeah. you know, retrospective in the pub is the classic, you know. Changing the questions. Make, the changing the questions, but just making the environment safer and friendlier, making you more uh, uh, likely to open up and share your thoughts rather than the very formal corporate meeting room. Cool. Was there any, did you see any of the sessions at the conference that you liked, that you disliked, that you... I liked your session. Oh, it thanks, nice. It was good storytelling. I, liked I did that a one. session on story, and you did a session on what was your no, your part? Far too much detail. Uh, widgets on patterns, patterns, tactics, pivots, and widgets with yeah. Scrum. Yeah. Which uh, turns out that I overthought it massively. Yeah. I thought the audience didn't care. <laughs> uh, they were like, "Oh, that's interesting enough." Um, but yeah, talking about lots of overly detailed stuff about Scrum, uh, or thoughts about Scrum and how you can apply it and extra things you can add. Mm. Did you mention Jira at all? I think it came up. <laughs> Somebody asked. Someone asked about it. So people just do that now to provoke you. Realize that yeah, that's fine. Jira shit. I would like to tell everyone in the podcast world that Jira is the pimple on the ass of agile. <laughs> it is just a horrible thing. If you like it, you're wrong. Um, 
just generally was great. I, I tweeted that you said yeah. you put you asked the question of the audience yeah. you said anyone here using Jira and a few people with their hand up and you just went stop and that was the end of the conversation you can move on but it's later. true it's just these these could say the first line of the manifesto but definitely the second you know individuals and interactions over processes and tools and then people come in and just nerd out on the tool set I'm like ah oh, tell me how to save this as a ticket in Jira do no think it, do you think it's better to have a really really good tool or a really really bad tool really bad tool well, we, we survived for how many years in BT knowing that the only tool you could use was an Excel spreadsheet mm. no, we, no 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 let's be fair Jeff and I on our first Agile project had a tool set arms, arms. Yeah. remember that is it arms or arms Ooh, singular or plural it was arms, arms plural plural, okay. plural. Something management yeah, system. it was basically a very simple if you're out there the arms developers I actually quite liked it. I thought that um, was a BT internal. It was a BT internal thing, but they may be listening. <laughs> they may. They used to work in Swindon, I believe. They may Did be they? listening. Yeah. But um, what was the was A stand for? It's something requirements management system application. Yeah. But basically, it was just a, a very simple website. It was color coding and everything. Yeah. Wasn't it? It was color coding, simple, very simple tables, oh. bevels, old school. They adapted it a bit fragile, but didn't really need to that much today. I reckon some of the people might still be using it. I thought it switched off when we were there. Oh, I reckon it's one of those systems that will be forever living. Uh, yeah, probably. Like <laughs> Mama. Um, ever living. That means nothing to Jeff. Genuinely. What is it from, Mama? Yes, Thundercats. Thundercats, yes, well done, Jeff. The uh, arch enemy of Lionel. Yeah, Lionel. Yeah. No, yeah, the arch enemy in the end. Um, of course, the mutants were their enemies beforehand on Thundera. With Slide. Yeah, Slide. Um, uh, Mama just turned up on, on Third Earth. Yeah, um, Jackalman. Jackalman. Um, Doctor Man uh, came later. Second series. <laughs> they didn't really yeah. put a lot of thought into the names. Did no, they, they, they after Mumra they kind of went, went very animal based. Think about Jackal Man. His parents, what are they? Jackal Mum and Jackal Dad. But <laughs> 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 all these, all his, he, all his dad was called Jackal Man. His dad was called Jackal Man, and all the brothers are called Jackal Man. I don't think they really thought the backstory through their characters. No, no. Monkeyan though. Do you mention Monkeyan? Yeah. I like Monkeyan. He's quite good. I had a friend from school who had ape-like characteristics, so he was nicknamed Monkeyan for large periods of time. <laughs> I apologise, Scott. Anyway, we digress once more. Anyway, the point is, arms, rubbish, but rubbish in a, a good enough way. Well, yeah, but that's, and I think that's, that's kind of where our question was going. But if the tool is really bad, then you have to substitute the tool with with good practice interactions. Yeah, conversations. Yeah. And the best tools that I've ever seen have been the ones that development teams have made themselves. Yeah. Well, I was thinking the other day, and again, heretical thought, controversial thought that I've not actually experimented with, but can you just do away with sprint plants, sprint backlogs completely? Just, just, just chalk every day about it. Chalk. Talk. I, I did say Good chalk. chalk. I was thinking of Charlie chalk, 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 the children's TV character. After but then you can't get a just talk. Well, just talk every day. You have a daily scrum, chat. You know, just converse about it. I, I don't know. Do I do you need to? No, think, well, people yeah. are tracking this detail and what they're doing. And, and we've talked about this before, that an extension of kind of self-organising teams is that mm. they eventually will transcend, I think, even the task generation element of their job. They might move to more product backlog-based yeah. um, commitments yeah. in terms of our sprint yeah. consists of these five items, but yeah. they don't really know how they're going to do it yet. Yeah. And it's more about how they converse and chat through yeah. every day. Yeah. 
yeah. they've got that, that sense of yeah. we need to know what we're roughly comfortable yeah. with that we know what yeah. to commit to. But as a product tone, for me, like, do I need to know there are three hours left on task nine? No. Do I even need to know that that story is halfway across the well, board? Product, well, product no. Product what I need to know is, oh, the XML gateway is almost done, so you'll be able to plug it into the... the product tone shouldn't really even interfere with sprint backlogs, in my view, anyway. Well, no, the but sprint I mean, backlog is not something we're worried about. Yeah, but it's a bit, the people use it for them, don't they? They, they shouldn't do it. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. But they use it for them, but I would say that they shouldn't have to, and they should be able to just have a narrative conversation about it. And you, I think you could make a good argument that team could do something similar. We don't, <coughs> yeah, we don't see enough chalk. Sorry. Yeah. <coughs> we don't see enough chalk these days. Chalk and blackboards. What's yes. wrong with chalk and blackboards? Yeah. I know we do white whiteboards is a much more twenty first century way to work. But it just yeah, it's I don't know. Um, cork boards. Don't see I them anymore. Don't see them anymore. I'd love a cork good cork but board. Health and safety cards. pins, is it drawing pins, don't see drawing pins, do you? That can't be a health and safety issue, surely. That can't be <laughs> health and safety gone mad. Yeah. Yeah. I just think people just don't think about that sort of stuff. They've got these whiteboards installed in the office because that's what people install in offices. They put magnets on all their index cards. They put blue tack on their index card as well. There's pins and... and that was one of the original... I think the XP um, book still talks about cork boards and pins. And yeah. like that, yeah. I just think she's that. I think that's a better option. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, but apart from Jira, just she asked many people say put it in Jira, send me the Jira ticket, and don't talk to anyone, just read Jira. That's yeah. why I don't like it. But uh, this, there was not really a. I didn't think there was a huge tool focus at this conference, no, which I thought was, was quite no, nice, no, which was refreshing. Yeah. And even the sponsors really weren't very much in your face. There's a sponsor who are kind of in the background, and they yeah. kind of. Yeah. Um, I think the venue is is really really good. I think. What's um, the name of the venue? The Millenni- Millennium Centre. Millennium Falcon. After half a pint of cider. Um, but no, I think it's good. I think I just hope it carries on. I know James is uh, looking for volunteers, isn't he, to help out yeah. running of it next yeah. year. I think he's trying to take a step aside. Mm-hmm. So anyone uh, kind of interested in helping in that conference next year, I'm sure James, which is and his Twitter is handled is at Scrimmers. Um, will be more than uh, welcome to to hear from you, I think. Yeah. What else has been going on for you guys? <laughs> I could ask the same question of you, Oh, it's, it's this stuff. I'm not allowed to mention the date, am I? But it's this, this time of year, <laughs> for me. We can say the time of year, it's summer. Yeah. Well, summer. It's 2016. This, this it's time of, of year is a quiet time of year for me work-wise because it's a family time, lots of birthdays, holidays and things. So I haven't really been around much. That's why I can't make the Agile Cymru conference every year. It's always... But I think James is even talking about moving the whole conference for you next year. Just for me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just, for just me. so you can attend. So you can attend. Just to change the week, I think, next year. Okay. But we'll see. We'll see. So yeah, it's uh, it's been for me. It's been a very non-worky time. Yeah. So I've been keeping up a little bit on Twitter, following what you guys have been saying, a few other people. But yeah, other than that, been quite quiet. Mm. So interesting, what you guys have been up to. Mm. What's, what's, the, what's the hot topic at the moment? The hot topic at the moment. Scrum values, I suppose. Scrum values. It's fairly hot. Going into the Scrum Guide, finally at last. Officially. I, I don't think I ever left my, my own no. internal Scrum Guide. No, no. It was always there. Yeah. I like um, to point out anyway, just a bit on the Scrum Guide. It's a lovely thing, but it's 11 pages. You know, it's not the Bible. It's just a high level document on one agile approach. You know, we're, we're all Scrum Guys here, but even we. You know, we use it, but there's so much more to Scrum than just that high-level document. Yeah. Do many of the people that attend your courses read it before they attend, or, or say, 
I've read this no. uh, before their turn. A couple of people, but not many. Yeah. Um, I mainly find it's more middle of the road people, so new uh, agile coaches are using it a bit more like it's the you know, the, 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 the Bible. <laughs> the Scrum Guide says X, rather than saying okay, why does it say that? What other things could we do in there? There's so much more nuance to it than that. Yeah. Um, I think if you, it, it, it's, it's not a religion. It's not a dogma. You know, the Scrum Guide is a nice, useful, high-level starting point, um, but understand there's loads of rich nuance lying underneath it. But I'm glad they put the values in, because mm. otherwise, uh, at the moment, Scrum as uh, written down in the original guide could be a bit soulless, or accused of being soulless, yeah. and the values, I think, add a lot more richness to that in terms of the human side. But if I, um, I just read through it this last, last week, actually, and read, re-read through it again, and um, some of the language that is used in the Scrum yeah. Guide is a little bit... Confrontational. Yes. Strange, really, considering who wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I would. The cuddly teddy bear that is Ken Schwaber. Yeah, but it's like some of it you think it's almost uh, a very. Defensive, way, the way it's yeah. been written, the scrum yeah. master has to defend to the like, 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 yeah. like the life depends on it. Yeah, Out, scrum outlawing always, certain things. It's always been based upon the assumption that there is a, a, a massive tension between yes. the business and the development. It's like a war of attrition. Yeah. yeah, protect from the customer, protect from the product yeah. owner. But I, I, all costs. Mm, yeah. I don't mind that so much because too oh, many. Uh, the reason I quite like that side of it, even though it's a bit extreme, is that um, too many people like to pretend there's a utopia. You know, we all work together hand in hand, kumbaya, and that's not what life's like. You know, we've all had that experience. I like the fact that Scrum's a bit prickly pragmatic rather than ideological and idealistic. Um, but there are bits there you can see are in there almost because some some silly organisation that's nice way of putting it is doing some half-assed interpretation of Scrum and got it completely wrong there's lots of you must do this you cannot no, I think, do that language. I think that I think that's changed over the last 10 years or so that I think now there's almost more companies now that are starting this rather than trying to retrofit it are trying to with the whole, the whole kind of startup mentality yeah. is that certainly the way the people that I speak to and who attend courses and the, com- the companies that I work with there's a lot more of we're starting from nothing really and we've got a choice and there is no there's no kind of tension between their, their workforce and their clients there's, there's a healthy kind of relationship yeah. and that that kind of divisive nature of the scrum guy can kind of put some people off I think thinking it's very I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us back <laughs> take us to back, when we were at BT yeah and our CIO at the time went on record as saying we're not going to we're not going to trouble the business with this yeah. agile thing until we've got our own house in order those are the words he used yeah. until we've got our own house in order in IT and that set us on a very difficult path yeah. of isolationism yeah. it, it introduced a, a schism if you will but I thought it was even the customers that demanded that you you, you get your own house in order rather than we'll get our yeah. house in order that's the classic line from the bible isn't it don't point out the splinter in my eye when you've got a plank in your own type yeah. thing there's a, it's a very religious thing. <laughs> but um, the CIOs, you know, and that was, a, it was, you could, I could make a case if I wanted to, I could make a case why that was a good thing. Right? But it was a terrible. Thing. It was, yeah. and it, it drove a massive wedge between IT and the business that it never really recovered from. And to me, I think a lot of the Scrum literature, a lot of the people in the Agile world, the Agile conferences, the Scrum gatherings, all these kinds of things are so focused on software and the software teams and the development teams that it just turns the actual customers, the product owners, the people who actually should be getting benefit from this approach, it turns them off, I think. 
Uh, whenever I go to an Agile conference, it's all about software development, Agile engineering, coding, testing, and stuff like that, rather than business value. It's, it's interesting, because yeah, I've not had that experience. I've, I've found quite some of the scrum ones, especially being on, almost the other side of it, very soft and squishy and not software enough. But um, I posted about this on the Scrum Trainer forum recently. I think the big issue for me with product owners are, you know, I think there was a conversation on the forum about product owner Scrum Masters. Yeah. Can you do both roles at once? You know, and the, the answer, of course, is no. Um, but uh, the, the, the issue, I think, for me, I was trying to explain was, yes, there are good people in product owner roles, right, who may be good facilitators as well as good product owners. But there are also pe reasonable people. There are also people in product owner roles who are Darth Vader, basically. And we've all worked with those, you know, the Dark Lord of the Scrum, Dark Lord of the Sith. And there's like a Venn diagram crossover between these two worlds. So a lot of people think they're reasonable and they're not. And I think that's my big issue around product owner scrum masters, beyond the mechanics of it, is just you, if you meet a product and a scrum master, they're always like, yeah, no, I'm a good guy. I'm a good, I can do this, I'm a good guy, I'm not a bad person. And talk to the team about them. And then you get the true understanding of those people doing those roles, or like the team uh, understand and appreciate their performance of those roles. But so, even in, going back to the scrum guy, yeah. even in that, and I read this just this last week, there's one line that says um, the Scrum Master's role is to uh, basically make sure only only the, the development team attend the daily Scrum. No mention of the product yeah. owner yeah. at all, which I think is kind of wrong. wrong. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I and I think recent, some yeah. recently trainers have been yeah, trying yeah, to say yeah, that yeah. actually the, the daily Scrum should be so an opportunity for other people to, to at least understand or at least listen to what's yeah, going yeah. on, especially the product owner. Yeah. Does, doesn't, I think that's going to say take part, not attend or something like that? I don't know. If Roman was here, Roman would probably quote the Scrum Guide us, but, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but I can't, I, um, I think it's, I, I, I think I some thought, of the language can I, yeah. be quite misleading. Yeah, I, I thought it said take part and the idea you could still listen, but not, yeah. Yeah. not Sometimes I have to, in, in training courses, I have to check myself and say, I think this is where I actually fundamentally disagree with what's in the, in the Scrum Alliance guide or sorry the Scrum guide the official Scrum guide because I might deviate off a path based on my own experiences yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I typically take the path of my, I think my, what, I, what I tell people is that the Scrum guide everything in there is, is about how things probably should be in the first instance um, but actually the longer you do Scrum the, the further away you will get in a good way from the Scrum guide true so while I may disagree with something because I can see how a team could be better than that, I can also see how a team could benefit from strictly following the Scrum Guide in certain contexts as well. Can you give an example, Jeff? Well, I think the one you just gave there is a good one. Yeah, I can see how a team or a Scrum Master might say to a product owner, do you know what, for the time being, no. Can't come to the daily scrum. This is just about me creating an environment where the team can actually talk to each other openly and honestly and free from fear and, and worry. But actually, my objective over the medium term is to get the team to a point and the product owner to a point where they can directly collaborate. And actually, I could see a future where they don't even need the scrum master, the product owner's there. And they're, and they're happily working together and, and being open and honest and holding each other to account and challenging each other. And, not playing but any I, games. I spoke to someone just this last week, very recently, who's, who still categorically said, I don't want my product, and he was a scrum master, I don't want my product owners. And this was after maybe three years of, of transformation, three years, this scrum team had been put together three years. I don't want my product owner in my, in my daily scrums. I don't want my product owner in my retrospectives. That would and make I, me sad. And I said, it did make me sad. Because I think we should, by that point, by three years, you should have gone beyond that point. I can see that why you might do that in the first three weeks, but three years, mm. really? 
That makes that is quite. Sad. Interesting. Maybe, the, and I don't know whether you were quoting him directly, um, but the fact that he calls them my product owner would to me send, mm. send the message of does the scrum master see this as their process? Yeah, interesting. It's all about them yeah. rather than. I don't want the team. See, that's why he gets paid the big bucks. Yeah, it's the big bucks. He notices those he things. He things. Subtle coaching. Subtle that's true co- coaching. It Most is. adult coaches. He, he heard what I said and he, yeah. he, he yeah. amplified it. Yeah. Well, most agile coaches aren't coaches, are they? They're just agile consultants. Mm-hmm. Oh, true yeah. coaching. Good we've, been, we've been over that ground before. <laughs> no, I've just got the, the scrum guide there. I've seen the, the word I was looking at was participate. Only development team members participate in the daily scrum. It's the foot. So it's it the word enforces. Oh, I hate that? the word enforces. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of use of the word enforce. Yeah, it's weird because um, I know that when I was on the scrum trainer, um, trainer advisory committee or whatever, application committee, whatever the tax stands yeah, for, yeah. Um, reviewing new trainers, we would get very prickly on the word enforce in Slideware. Say the scrum master the scrum enforces master scrum. They don't enforce scrum. That makes them sound like a fucking Nazi. Um, sorry, excuse language. the language. He'll bleep that out. No, um, I won't. No, I probably won't actually. Because it it's advisory lyrics. Um, um, advisory I lyrics. did. I did. NWA. In your um, recent, uh, in your going back to the conference title um, in mm. Cardiff, you swore a, a, a world record, I believe, of 18 times. In, in 90 it. minutes. That's not too bad. That's, that's but that was not, that was strong swearing. That was okay. that was f bomb and. And above. <laughs> no, I don't even above and above. I don't use anything above an F. I'm Did you? certain no. There were no C's in there. there no I, would, I would never do that on stage. If we actually got a calibration, because you did this, you did an experiment this, didn't you? You actually did a scale of swearing. What? I think you said I did seven Fs in eight minutes, wasn't it? At one point. Was, yeah, a lot of it was, start, front, it was concentrated. It was front heavy. Yeah, I got, I got seven, them in seven early. F-bombs in le- 11 you seconds. Get your, you've got to get your stuff in early, I think. 11 seconds? Things. 11 minutes. 11 minutes. Um, yeah, I don't have the word enforce in the scrum guide. I think um, it's to doing it to someone, you know, pushing rather than pulling. Mm. But I think there needs to be a word in there like enforce, like protect, defend, support, enable, you know, facilitate. Mm. Some sort of strong, mm. at, but Atlas, you know, I think Scrum Master supporting the Scrum framework, like Atlas supported the Earth sort of thing. I, I didn't never thought no, I'd So that. again, uh, I would say that's where you, what you should be aiming for, but I. I Although the word enforce is very strong, I, I, I personally agree with it. I think they, although I would tailor it slightly and say they, the, the Scrum Master has the right to enforce. Interesting way of putting Because it should be a last resort. Mm-hmm. And that is the only authority the Scrum Master has. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But as long as it's yeah. for the good of yeah. where we're going, then yeah. they may have to do that. Yeah. And someone needs to say this different. But you can yeah. see, yeah. organisationally, people take away the message that the Scrum Master is an enforcer. Yeah, yeah. But, I would, but, but an enforcer but I would, of what? But, even, that but would, even the word enforcer, for me, can, can bring the wrong But if they took away that message, I think, because uh, most Scrum Masters I meet are not too strict. <laughs> I meet very few too strict Scrum Masters. I meet lots of wishy-washy, squishy, part-time, you know, wet Scrum Masters, you know, <laughs> okay. who are like, their Scrum's all squidgy and wet, you know, and so... Uh, uh, as a tactic, actually, maybe to get people to, you know, give them an inch, they'll take a mile, or vice versa. Or say you've got to take a mile, they'll do an inch. In what way? By making it quite fundamentalist that way, I guess you could say, okay, people will then take a halfway house. Mm. I'll say, okay, well, my job's to really be strong on Scrum. I can't enforce it because I'm only an expert. I'll be really strong on Scrum. Mm. I guess you can make that argument. But now we're doing lots of mind reading of, of Ken and Jeff on that one. Yeah, that's true. We should get my if I'm on a podcast. We should Skype them in. Ken and Jeff, if you're out there. They, they listen every week, obviously. Oh, of course, they're avid followers. Avid followers, yeah. 
Yeah, so it's um, and also the week I'm going to mention the Scrum Alliance stuff going on. There's loads of interesting stuff in the Scrum Alliance going on. Oh, as it always is. Well, well, that's a good, one of the things I really like meeting you about because you, you know this stuff. It's just I good. do you, know this stuff. You've got a finger on the pulse. I have got a finger on the pulse. So what's going on? I'm not going to say because I have sources who I can't out. Oh, you don't have um, to mention names. Oh, well, but if I mention why I'm good at what they said, then it will be very clear who they are. Um, suffice to say, there is challenging situations for the Scrum Alliance board. Again, I heard some people resigned. Yeah, some people have resigned for a variety of reasons. Uh, putting out tweets of accusatory nature towards the principal set of the Scrum Alliance. I should uh, be on Twitter. I should and be the, the Scrum Alliance has countered that with semi-accusatory statements about um, other stuff that I don't want to mention because the Scrum Alliance got big lawyers. Oh, we've got um, you, you but give us something, Nigel. What I what I will say is. Um, fucking politics you know it's there's a bit too much of that I think with the um, boards in general uh, especially in non-profits what are, the, what are the so in politics there's, there's a couple of sides right to yeah, gain yeah, yeah. an advantage or, or yeah. get well, but it's so what are the sides but you could just, you just use UK politics as an example okay, okay. Right. metaphor you uh, like met- metaphors okay yeah. um, uh, the Conservatives and Labour okay Okay. Labour for those of you out there who don't know the Socialists um, uh, Conservatives are the capitalists basically okay now so they're not a lot of Labour people traditional yeah, stereotype yeah, but, 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 yeah, but we know but, but, but that's the first point they're not those extreme points because mm. there's lots of like one nation toys who are very soft and very sort of more centralist. There's lots of a uh, sort of Blairite after Tony Blair, Labour MPs who are into actually uh, liberal uh, market economies, etc. So it's not as clear as right versus left, okay? But often they'll demonise each other either way. Like the Tories will say about Labour, you know, they're they're going to rob the rich and give all the money away to the poor, and they, they they can't run a business, they can't run anything, they run the country into the ground. And Labour will say the Tories are all about the posh people oppressing the poor, etc. Both are extreme polarised opinions that don't offer anything mm. except excite their own user base. Okay. Yeah, evil, evil. It's so good to have an adversary. So map this to scrum then. That's what's happening between the board, I think. Okay, um, so, so what are the two kinds? Well, one camp has been the guys who have resigned saying the board um, or the scrum alliance in the last nine months is not operating uh, with agile values and principles in order. Okay. And then there's the other side saying these people have resigned for their own reasons, nefarious reasons they're trying to damage, etc. But they're two very polarizing, untrue positions, I would suggest. And just the position somewhere in the middle ground mm. okay that's all good that middle ground would be a really juicy interesting collaborative area to discuss except no one says anything they're all into this quietness you know no transparency at all and that's generally always been my issue with the scrum alliance board it's very opaque mm. it requires knowing people who know people who will whisper about stuff okay they don't just come out and say they just yeah. came out and said stuff people would be a whole lot more reasonable about this type of thing. I guess that's one of the agile values and principles yeah. that they're being accused of yeah. not I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. that Maybe they are. Maybe I don't know that that's what they keep them, but I can say the board is not transparent. Mm. And uh, I think for a uh, community organisation... I could organization, name many of the board members, actually. That's probably a terrible thing for me to admit. I don't think I could name many board there's members. Been, there's been turnover. Um, uh, Barons, Pete Barons. There's Raphael. Oh, yeah. Raphael, Raphael's still there. Raphael's there. Um, uh, UG Bounds rejoined very recently, because I can't use the term <laughs> exactly. yesterday, because that gives away where the podcast was filmed. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But uh, they brought in a couple of new members who are very much non completely unagile people. Non scrum. Non scrum, non not even, even remotely near agile. Matt Damon, he bought a zoo, didn't he? Yeah, mate, that's, that's, uh, it's a film you've seen, so I'm impressed. I haven't seen it. Um, I've, just seen, I've seen the DVD cover. Okay, it's not very good. Um, 
but the point is I've lost my no the point is these people have been bought in they're experts in ethics and okay. running non-profits okay ethics which, are good which, which is interesting yeah. um, my concern is I think a lot of the seems to me a lot of the board in Scrum Alliance is not agile yeah and that's always been my concern with the, the general leadership of it it doesn't feel that agile that's interesting and I'm going to take I'm going to take that and I'm going to map that to something else I was kind of in a conversation with a guy at a consultancy last week might have been this week I don't know probably last week uh, some unspecified point yeah. in the past because this podcast may so go say recently it, recently. Catches, it catches recently. everything um, and uh, I did some work with them many many years ago haven't done anything for a while and that turns out because they're quite big on safe and I'm not very big on safe and one of my asked my, my queries about that. most of the agile transformations that involve a sort of large scaled framework tend to me to smack of trying to implement agile through a waterfall process and waterfall structures and that seems uh, to yeah. me at least map to what you were saying there yeah. that you've got an agile organisation being run in a non-agile way yeah but it's non-agile so you can have a backlog doesn't make you agile no. you know it's the agile values and principles mm. yeah if I you're not transparent about yeah, it yeah. I think it's not an, for me and the board can, can say you don't know Nigel you're ignorant it's okay I am ignorant but from the position I'm in with the people I speak to and what I can see with my own two eyes the board seems to lack transparency and always has mm. Always. Um, so, I think the Scrum board has always lacked transparency. I just think there needs to be a little bit more community engagement from them. Has uh, there ever been? There was, there was the idea of a bridge. Did I, did I dream that? The idea of a trainer bridge into the Scrum Alliance board? No. There was supposed to be one person in there that basically acted as a... Yes, there was. I think Bob Hartman did a good job on that, actually. Um, but not much of a bridge, more of a slide, in that he would give us information from what's <laughs> one going way, on. Yeah, one, one way, way traffic, but yeah. didn't didn't seem what to did be. I make the, the word bridge up was that bridge it, you it, before I that metaphor rings true with me yeah but a lot of stuff's happened okay. in Alliance over a long time yeah. so I don't know who specifically that would be yeah. but suffice it, it shouldn't just be the trainers though that we're we're a small aspect of the Alliance yeah it's supposed to be the wider Alliance community you know and there needs to be a bit more alignment I think with the larger community I just tell them what's going on it was um, what are they called uh, chapters Yes, well, that's, that happening? Yeah, that's another thing recently that, um, well, well, we'll see. In the future months, we might yeah. see something emerge in the UK about. And I think that's a great opportunity to, to make the Scrum Alliance more transparent. It's going to be more localised to the UK um, and more support, hopefully, for the UK Scrum community. But they are kind of reaching out. They're trying to, at least at the moment, establish what that might look like or how the Scrum Alliance might engage more with the with a country-based chapter they're calling them uh, an element of the community and I, I think at the moment I get the impression me and Nigel had a call with them recently but I don't really know that if they know what that looks like yet I don't think anyone does yet no. uh, but it's a way that they're, that they're trying to engage more with the, yeah. the Scrum community you were on a call with them were you? yeah yeah, yeah. 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 we were chatted last Friday I think it was no an unspecified point in the past <laughs> Very recently, 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 recently we had a call about it. In fact, there's another one coming up soon. Just trying to get some idea of what the chapter could offer, what it shouldn't be, as well as what it should yeah, be. And we're, yeah, because I think we. They have tried to engage. I mean, they they contacted all the user groups to try and basically get a number of members there that would try and shape that rather than just dictating. So yeah. that's quite. Because what you don't want it to be is using a portfolio system, top yeah. down. You know, this is being done to you. Yeah. Resources. You know, it's got to be a, a, a support community, a scrum, like, scrum master-esque environment. Yeah. You know, we're here to help you achieve. We're here to help you out and give you structures outside of commercial relationships and commercial transactions. 
which I think would be really nice if we can make it work, mm -hmm. if we can offer something of value to the people. I think the, the key thing is, is that I think it's one way that we, it could go wrong is if it looks like a purely a scrum um, initiative. Yeah. So uh, I think you could potentially, there are, there are going to be some agile groups that say, we don't want to be affiliated or in any way kind yeah. of uh, supported by the Scrum Alliance, which, yeah. is, which is fine. Yeah. And that's not, I don't think that's necessarily a healthy relationship to have. Yeah, it, I think I said on the course, Scrum is a Trojan horse to introduce lots of other funky things into organisations. It's just a meta framework in the end. We think what things yeah. that Scrum puts in organisations, servant leadership, I know, business but I think connectivity, but also yeah. XP, Kanban, you know, all the other stuff it brings along. Mm. So if the Scrum Alliance position these chapters as a similar thing, you know, Scrum's a gateway drug to lots of other good agile stuff. I don't know whether this, this is a pattern yet, because it might only be two two points. And as I was always told by my maths teacher, you can't draw a trend line until you've got at least three data points. But the last two a good bit of memory things that I've seen yeah. come out from the Scrum Alliance have deliberately not used the word Scrum. So the most recent certification thing is certified agile leadership nothing nothing mentioning scrum what? Wow. and they changed um, they changed the certified scrum coach into certified enterprise coach and certified team coach there's yeah. been, but there's been again more rumours around the fact that maybe is the scrum that's trying deliberately to move away from just purely scrum approach yeah. so I don't know whether it's a pattern or a trend yet is it, I, mean, but I think that yeah. worries some people I th okay. I mean, yeah, from what I've heard does it worry you? not really I think it's probably the right, you know, I, th I think it's, uh, I think it worries people more at the leadership level in terms of is the, is the at the board level, are, are we still all saying the right, the same message? But the issue is what's the board strategy? They, but I know. think that's the point, nobody really knows. No, I don't think the board do. I, I remember thought they the were quite clear on that, they wanted half a million CSMs by so and so that's, date that's or something. Not, that's not strategy, that's a metric. Yeah, but, but to get, they wanted, they felt that getting CSMs was It was helping. CSPs. Oh, CSPs. Yeah. It, that's a metric you can measure, but it's not a good aim. So the transforming the world of work thing by yeah. getting certified scrum professionals in organisations. Yeah, I imagine so. But I think the issue I've seen as well is the the, the, the newer CEO role the scrum actors has got, and how they set direction, mm. and how the board has kind of stepped one step away a bit uh, to be a bit more uh, uh, observational rather than directly leading. But I think that's for me that's going to cause issues again and again and again. I think you know. For me, I know they, the, the books they've read tell them no, but generally for me, I think the board should be setting some high-level strategy, right? Some high-level strategies, and the CEO and down should be implementing these strategies. Okay. Um, that, from the conversations I've been having and what I've been hearing, and again, this may be my understanding and opinion that's wrong. You that's can say it is your opinion. That's, 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 that's not what's happening. What's happening yeah. is lots of directions coming up from the CEO. But the board hired the CEO to do a job, right? So if they don't like the job he's doing, then... I think, I think they do like the job he's doing. Yeah, but again, so there's not enough agile people on that board. So then you've hired somebody to do a job and that's, that's the way it's But going. it's a vicious circle. If you get more non-agile people on the board, then someone who's doing uh, that sort of leadership role in a very non-agile way, yeah. that's, positive re that's, a, that's a vicious circle. You know? okay. Positive reinforcement. They go, ah, oh, that's the sort of thing we've seen before. Yeah. Do more of it. Does more of it. That's and you end up going in the wrong direction if you're not careful. Enough, That's yeah. probably more of a Nigel worry than actual reality, I hope. Um, but I think that I just think there needs to be a bit more agility up there, a bit more proper agile people. They said not scrum necessarily, but agile people up there doing that sort of stuff. That's my opinion. Okay.
Well, my glass is well. My glass was empty until um, I've had to finish Nigel's pint. I had most of it, but it was foul. Sorry, <laughs> was. I, I didn't know. I, I love cider, but a perry, I'm not sure. And that perry is lukewarm. Oh, I think that's actually one of the nicest ciders I've had recently. Ooh. Very nice. It's, if you taste it, it's watered down. No. It's like it's like it's li- it's like it's well, like it looks. It looks quite like watery. Taste it, taste no, 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 no. I'm no try, try a little bit. Try no, a little bit. No, don't. No, you've no. Got to I'm on beer. Arbitrate. Oh, I'm arbitrate between. But. Um, on that um, bombshell, that sounds like top gear, I shouldn't say that. No. Let's finish on one small last topic, rather than finish on a negative one. Let's finish on a positive one. Okay. So, quickly, just I think it's always nice to end on it up, isn't it, you know? On a positive note, my kitchen's nearly finished at home. That, my daughter's birthday was yesterday. <laughs> there you are. Everyone's one of my daughters, I've got two of them. Uh, the German translation of my Scrum Mastery book is almost finished. There you what's, go. The, what's the title in, in German? Please don't say Scrum Mastery. That the Scrum Master will Master. be the same, but the, the, the from good to great servant leadership will be translated into German. Ich bin ein Scrum Master. <laughs> that actually be a good title. And uh, yeah, my, my book Product Mastery will be out. We'll Product Mastery? Soon, yeah. No, I could land your hat. Well, for me, and Paul by New Eden's day, but. Um, product master. That's, yeah. So maybe by the end, maybe, maybe, this, maybe the Munich gathering might be too soon. We'll see. Well, product owner I feel like that's a bit of yeah. an exclusive. Product master. That's I like a podcast exclusive. That is like an exclusive. I like the title of product master. I like the title a lot. Same kind of theme as the Scrum Mastery. Good to great that's product ownership. Uh, there you go, guys. You heard it here first. Jeff Watts on his third publication. So there. I don't know whether that's a high, high to finish on or not, but <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm excited by it, so a good point to leave it. Yes. So uh, we'll chink our glasses, Joe. See you soon. See you Cheers. again soon. Cheers, Cheers Nigel. Cheers. Nice to see you. Cheers. Thank you. Lovely to be here.